Welcome, everybody, to Day to Day. It's the Hammer Betting Network's weekly look at the injury report. We get this out early in the week to see if there's anywhere in the lines that you can kind of take advantage of. I'm your host, Chris Abbott, joined by TA from Clev Analytics. You can find him on Twitter at Clev, T-A-C-L-E-V, because he's a big uh, Cleveland Browns guy. We'll get to the Cleveland Browns in a little bit. I don't know, or maybe we don't want to. Uh, but uh, maybe we, we talk about a team in their division, though, that, uh, that the Browns are quite familiar with. And the Baltimore Ravens going to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. And man, oh, man, Brady and Rodgers, this really has become a narrative. It looked like it might, and now, now it certainly is full-on TA. Um, and, and the Bucks, uh, Bucks might have a little bit of trouble here on Thursday night with this quick turnaround. Yeah, I, th- I actually think both teams have some injuries, and it just it, it's kind of um, par for the course uh, once you start getting to middle of the season and, and beyond with these Thursday night games, these quick turnarounds. Some guys who may normally play uh, or try to play on a Sunday or even a Monday uh, can't go on a Thursday night, right? So this is gets a little bit trickier than than usual, and um, you know it is the case where there's there's injuries on both sides here. Tampa is dealing with – it feels like Tampa is on this list every single week. They've had wide receiver issues all throughout the season. You know, no idea if Julio Jones or Russell Gage are going to play, but those are two guys to take a look at. Um, we've got Carlton Davis, one of their better uh, – well, one of their starting quarterbacks uh, who's got a hip injury. He's questionable. Antoine Winfield Jr. at safety, he looks like he's out. Uh, he's got a concussion. I don't think he'll be able to make it back in, in, in time, and that's a big loss. He's been a really, really good um, safety this year. Really good from a tackling perspective. He actually has three sacks. So from kind of a uh, in-the-box safety uh, and against a guy like Lamar Jackson on Thursday night, uh, that's a big loss there. So, uh, And there's a handful of other guys. Akeem Hicks, who's, who's been out for the last few weeks, defensive tackle, helps stop the run. Um, he actually did participate on Monday. I'm not sure about today yet, but – uh, he's missed the last five games. He could play, so keep an eye on uh, on that one because that can obviously help the the Bucks run defense, which historically has been you know one of the best in the NFL. This year, it's been kind of middle of the pack, so they can use him uh, up the middle against Lamar in, in this run game. And then on the Ravens side, they have a handful of guys just like usual who are questionable. Ronnie Stanley feels like every single week at left tackle. Uh, the the big, I guess, the big injury news for me on on that side of the ball. Um, uh, are on, on defense is Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Both uh, uh, did not practice yesterday. I believe they're both at practice on Tuesday, though. So, you know, maybe they're they're training to play. But um, Peters has a quad injury. Humphrey has a hamstring from from the Browns game. So keep an eye on there because those guys are going to be uh, big, you know, pretty big uh, guys to have against the Tampa wide receiving core in this passing game. So. Uh, those are a handful of uh, potential injuries that can really change things here. Rashad Bateman also did not practice. And we've talked about the, some of the sp- past splits for the Ravens with and without him on the field. So um, keep an eye on, on that because they don't have much outside of Bateman at wide receiver. Obviously they've got Mark Andrews at tight end who also did not practice yesterday. So it's just like one after the other, uh, but we'll, we'll probably have a better read on things on Wednesday in terms of uh, who's going to be able to play in this game Thursday night. Uh, we'll get more into this game on on edge rush tomorrow when we bring in Hitman. But with so many injuries at so many key positions, does does the statistical analysis you've done to this point kind of go out the window, or how do you key in on what's important and, and what's not here? 
Yeah, that's it's a good question. It's it's some of it is uh, by feel and it's kind of more art than science, right? Like you can't um, you can't necessarily plug in a number for every player who's going to be out. It's really it's it's the cluster injuries and it's it's two things: the cluster injuries. So when you've got multiple injuries at one position group, uh, and then two, it's you know can the opponent uh, does that match the the strength of the weakness of, from the opponent side of things? So for example, if you're uh, secondary, if you've got two or three guys out at cornerback and safety, it may not matter against even like a team like Baltimore, right? Because they just don't throw the ball down the field. They don't have many weapons. Whereas you go up against Mahomes and the Chiefs and you're screwed. So uh, it, it totally depends on who you're facing and then where those injuries are. And like I said, what the, the cluster situation looks like. But for me, I really uh, hone in on the offensive line, the pass rush and the secondary. Those are the three areas outside of quarterback, of course, those are the three areas that I really, really focus on the most because I think those are the most uh, impactful from a point spread perspective. And, and like I said, if you have multiple injuries at the same position, uh, that's where it really uh, trickles down and, and affects the team even even more than, than just having one player out uh, at a position. One player out at position of quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Um, it does make a difference, uh, all jokes aside, of whether you have Russell Wilson or not. They're going to London, though, this weekend to play the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, again, couldn't quite put it together last week as a favorite. And the, our Giants keep doing what, what we've been watching them do all year. Um, how big of a loss is this Is this Russ thing? I know this line is, is at three at a couple of books here as I'm looking at it. Yeah, I actually just saw it. It's dipped down two and a half. Uh, so looks like the market is assuming that, that Russell Wilson's going to play. I know that he was questionable. It was funny. What happened last week was interesting. So early in the week, he got the the note from from NFL Network that you know Russ has that bad hamstring after the Monday night game, and, and he's probably going to be out. Uh, the the market immediately dropped from Denver minus I think three three and a half, and went down to like Denver minus one pretty quickly, and it hovered there all week. And I just assumed Russ was out, but then they kept saying he was practicing, and you know it's still a shot to play. And then finally on, on Saturday morning, he was announced out and the line flipped to the Jets favored by one, uh, one and a half, I believe at close. So uh, it looks like he, you know, the market values the drop from him to, to uh, Brett Rippon to be about four and a half, five points, uh, I think is, is kind of the number. And I think that's about right. I don't think Rippon was terrible on Sunday, but he definitely wasn't good. <laughs> um, you know, he, he, he made a horrible mistake with bad interception, but uh, clearly, you know, as bad as Russ has played, he's, you know, ripping is a downgrade. There's no doubt. And so uh, having having Russell Wilson in there would definitely be really be impactful here. So the fact that this line, which was about, which was three and a half, I believe, yesterday went to three. Now is at two and a half. That's a clear signal that likely um, the market is is believing that Russell's going to play. So I, I would assume that he'll play. He won't be 100 percent. He's got a hamstring. He's not going to be able to run. And that's obviously a big part of his game, but um, he's, he's definitely an upgrade over uh, over Rippin for sure. Okay, and the sweetheart Falcons that I've been talking about all year—they finally finally didn't get it done last week, but they're right now a favorite at home to the Carolina Panthers, who shocked the world this past Sunday. Is uh, I'm I'm already just so excited to talk about the game, but I leave that for tomorrow. Tune into Edge Rush to get that. Let's talk about some injuries with Atlanta, maybe why this spread is is smaller than you might expect. Yeah, so this is definitely one of those cluster situations that I, I was talking about earlier. At the uh, cornerback and safety position, just the secondary in general for Atlanta. So going, we talked about this going into last week's game. 
against Cincinnati, they had lost uh, their starting cornerback, Casey Hayward, who was their best cover man. He was going to miss that game, and A.J. Terrell was questionable. Uh, and they also had uh, D. Alford, who was their slot corner. He was uh, questionable as well. Well, you know, Alford ended up being out. Hayward was out, and then Terrell played, and then he got hurt during the game. And so now it looks like – so now we've got Hayward's out again, obviously, because I think he's on IR. Uh, Alford is – they deemed him day-to-day yesterday, um, uh, similar to our uh, our podcast name. And then uh, they also called um, uh, Terrell uh, – Arthur Smith called him week-to-week, which – I mean, I'm interpreting day to day as got a shot to play week to week as likely not going to play, but it's it's a you know dependent on how many you know how many games he's out. Uh, that's how I'm looking at this, but you never know. Uh, but also safety, they're starting safety. Uh, Jalen Hawkins is also declared out. So now we've got definitely one cornerback out in Hayward. We've got a, a second and a third potentially out with Alford and Terrell, and then we've got the starting safety out. So they are an absolute mess uh, at the cornerback and, and safety position. So, you know, like I said, it kind of trickles down once you hit, start getting into one, two, three different injuries within a position group. And it's not like the Panthers are, you know, a big play passing offense. But, you know, interestingly, uh, you mentioned that that big upset last week. P.J. Walker was PFF's number one graded passer this past week. He He actually had... 20, a 27% big time throw rate, which is just, I've never seen anything that high in one game, uh, which is tremendous. So, you know, he can get the ball down the field with DJ Moore a little bit. Um, and then the fact that Atlanta has is last in pass rush in pressure rate. Um, and the fact that they've got these cluster injuries, I'm not sure how they're going to, you know, uh, how they're going to approach this game. You can't really blitz a lot because uh, then you're going to leave backup cornerbacks on an Island. Um, but if you sit back, you're not going to get a pass rush anyway. So, uh, definitely that's a bit that's probably the reason why the line went from six six and a half yesterday down to four and a half uh, I actually took that at six and a half myself so maybe I was a uh, uh, ahead of that move and part of that move I'm not sure but other smart guys are on that so that's why that number dropped down so clearly a big impact from uh, a cluster injury perspective shout out to good Canadian guy Chuba Hubbard for picking up the slack when Christian McCaffrey left town uh, I just had to slide that in there okay um here we go again with the the Shanahan versus McVay narrative this week. You've got the Rams as a small road favorite, right? Or excuse me, you've got the 49ers as a small road favorite in L.A. this weekend. And um, we still got these issues for the Los Angeles Rams here. Yeah, it's hard to even keep track. They're, they're off. It's funny, after years and years and years of them being uh, kind of top of the injury luck metric that we always talk about um, every year, they, they you know, go unscathed when it comes to these, these cluster injuries, they are really feeling it this year, especially on the offensive line. So, I mean, I don't even know where to start. They they've already lost a couple of starters, David Edwards, um, who's their starting guard. He's uh, on IR with a concussion. They've got Coleman Shelton, who was their backup center also on IR. They've got a backup tackle on IR. Uh, They've got their starting center. Brian Allen is questionable this week. And they just lost uh, their starting left tackle, Joseph Noteboom, uh, last game against Carolina with an Achilles injury. So he's on IR. So you're talking about, I mean, what, four probably backup? Uh, I, I can't even keep track. Four, four, three or four backup <laughs> offensive linemen going this week, likely, against the pass rush of the Niners. And we saw what happened the last time these two met. Uh, the Niners completely overwhelmed Matthew Stafford. 
And again, it maybe the Rams catch a little bit of a break because Eric Armstead is questionable with the Niners uh, on the defensive front. He missed a few. He's missed the last few games. And Joe, uh, Nick Bosa, who did play last game, but was clearly you know bothered by that groin issue. You know, he's not 100 percent. But so you've kind of got a battle of, you know, an offensive line that's completely beat up and uh, the, the Niners defense that is also beat up. So uh, but they the, the Niners or sorry, the Rams offensive line is is absolutely an issue, not only this week, but going forward. You're talking about, like I said, cluster injuries. It, it was already a not the most talented offensive line, and now you're losing multiple guys, you know, in one position group. Communication's an issue, issue especially if there's a blitz on the other side. You don't know who's kind of picking up who. It's a major problem. So uh, that will uh, – there's a reason why I think this total is down to 40 uh, because, you know, nobody's expecting a lot of points on either side, but especially – on the Rams side, as the underdog, um, you know, not going to be able to move the ball through the air because he just Matthew Stafford's just not going to get time. So, um, you know, that's clearly a, a big issue here. Is that offensive line for for the Rams here? Okay, I uh, not of my own free will, by the way. I should preface this: I'm going to the Dolphins Lions game on Sunday. Um, is there any way that I can bet the home team here? It looks like people are doing it today. Um, we've got some injuries with the Miami Dolphins, but. I can't bet on the Detroit Lions, um, but are these injuries enough maybe to make me think about it? Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins' secondary, again, cluster injuries. Just Xavier uh, Howard is their only healthy cornerback right now. Uh, Byron Jones has been on IR uh, for a number of weeks. He may or may not be – I have to check this. He may or may not be um, able to come back. That would be huge if he can come back because otherwise – they have now lost – they've lost Nick Needham, who's their slot corner. He's he's on IR. They lost uh, two backups, Cater Kehu and Keon Crossan, who are more you know, number three and number five level cornerbacks. Uh, they were out the last game, and I'm not sure about this week yet. I haven't seen the injury report, but you know that that's highly questionable. And then they just lost their starting safety, Brandon Jones, um, it was to a knee injury. Uh, on Sunday night um, against uh, against the Steelers. So, you know, they are dealing – and they're not a great defense to begin with. Um, you know, so the, Ver, Verone McKinley um, made his first appearance uh, last uh, – he's a rookie out of Oregon. He's an undrafted free agent. He made his first appearance uh, in the NFL last week after the injury to Jones, so you'll likely see him starting. Um, but th- that's – that's going to be uh, another issue is just the, the depth there. And then also at the cornerback position, just, you know, missing so many guys. I mean, you're literally talking about, you know, three or four cornerbacks. And so uh, against the Lions team in the dome that, you know, can't, you know, I know the last two weeks have been, been difficult against two really good defenses. They finally catch a break here against a bad defense and one that's beat up. I think you're going to see a lot of points uh, and it could be on the Lions side here. So, um, you know, that's uh, definitely keep an eye on, on the cornerback position, mainly here with the Dolphins. All right. Well, my buddy's a big Dolphins fan. That's why we're going to this game. So just to spite him, I'll bet the Lions and we'll bet the over. There that's, you go. That's always good when you're going to the game in person. All yeah, right. You always look for points if you're going to a game. That you have to. If it's <laughs> exactly. not a fan thing. Exactly. And, and I'm not a fan of either team. I really don't care. In fact, I would say I'm the opposite of a fan of both of these teams. But anyway, uh, we're going to Michigan, Michigan State Saturday night. So that'll be my fun. Okay. Um, getting low on time here. Saints, Giants, Seahawks, Jets. Um, what are some of the things that stand out with those teams? 
Yeah, I'll run through this quickly. So the Saints have just been a perpetual uh, uh, <laughs> injury mash unit. I mean, their entire wide receiving core outside of um, uh, Chris Olave, uh, obviously Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, you know, be nice to get one of those two back at least. Uh, who knows what happens this week? Their, their cornerback position, Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Adebu, they both missed the last game. Bradley Roby, uh, who filled, who was a starter last week, he was hurt during the game against the, the cards, you would think. If you play a Thursday night, you got multiple, you know, extra days to to get healthy. Uh, that's that's the advantage, but I'm not sure, you know, how many of those guys are going to be able to play. So keep an eye. That's really big, uh, missing both your, you know, multiple wide receivers and multiple cornerbacks, especially against the Raiders, who've got Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro out there. Could be another high scoring game. Uh, so so the Saints are one. I'm keeping an eye on Giants, Seattle uh, injuries on both sides. Giants have uh, rookie right tackle Evan Neal. He's going to be missing a few weeks. Uh, he's out as well as uh, uh, Bredesen, who's a guard, starting guard, is likely to be out. A couple cluster injuries there. And the offensive line, good news is you've got a mobile quarterback and you don't have a really big pass rush in Seattle. So maybe not as impactful, but still um, not ideal when you go on the road. And then for Seattle, DK Metcalf is is a big injury on the wide receiver front. Um, he did hurt his knee. It sounds like he avoided major injury, but he hasn't been ruled out yet. But uh, all I saw was uh, Pete Carroll say that he doesn't need surgery and he's not going to be out for uh, the entire season. So that doesn't mean he's going to play. Uh, means that he's just not not out for a long time. So uh, would surprise me if he played. And we'll see. The line is sitting at three. It actually opened one and got sharp money all the way up to three uh, for Seattle. But uh, if DK is officially ruled out, you know, you could see some Giants uh, pushback here. So we'll see. And then uh, on the Jets, you know. They're hot, obviously, but they lost Brees, uh, Brees Hall for the rest of the season with an ACL injury. That's huge. They don't, they're not an explosive offense to begin with, and he you know, was the only player who can do anything on both sides of the, of the ball in that game against Denver with a 60-yard touchdown run. So you know, obviously that led them to, to training for James Robinson. Who knows if he'll play, but you know, that takes out a key explosive element for the Jets. They also lost second-year man Elijah Vera, Vera Tucker, and he, you know, he'd been playing very well. He was actually playing right tackle. He's normally a guard. He's played one game at left tackle, uh, played a couple games at guard, and then moved to right tackle because they've had so many other injuries along that line. So there's more shuffling uh, for the Jets. So you know, not a great Jets offensive line to begin with. Zach Wilson, who's not good against pressure, uh, that's not going to help things, especially against a, a New England defense that's going to be all fired up after their poor performance yesterday. So um, that that could definitely impact uh, what happens on offense for the Jets. So take a look at that maybe team total, see if there's a um, uh, you know a way to maybe attack that under. Who, who knows? But but that's it. And then for the Niners, uh, we did talk about the Niners Rams already. Um, they just constantly have injuries, and it's not even just you know we talked about the defensive line uh, question marks with the Niners. They also now have uh, Debo Samuel, who is questionable. Um, as well. So uh, who knows if he'll play, um, but they also have Kyle Juszczyk who broke his right finger. I think he's going to be out. Uh, they've got Dre Greenlaw who's a linebacker who left the game with a calf injury. Uh, Jason Verrett, who, who wasn't activated ahead of the KC game. He could come back. That'll really help because they're already losing. Uh, they already lost Emmanuel Mosley. Um, so it's just a, a, just a, a mash unit here with the Niners. So uh, that's definitely uh, the Niners Rams is going to be interesting. It's kind of a war of attrition. As I said, the, the offensive line issues for the Rams is not as big of a deal. If all those guys are out for, for San Francisco on defense, 
but if they do keep a couple of their core guys, then uh, could be an issue. So try to run through as many as I can there, but there's a lot of injuries. And uh, I, I have noticed that this season more than any other, uh, injuries are popping up out of nowhere kind of midweek, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, guys are getting hurt in practice way more often than I can remember. And so uh, guys that we're not even thinking about right now could be uh, could be um, impacted here uh, in the next day or two. So, you know, g- go keep an eye out. We'll talk about this more um, on the show tomorrow with the Hitman in terms of uh, some of the games we like. And, uh, you know, if there's any newer injuries or any updated injuries, we could talk about that then. So it's a lot. But yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> man. That is a lot. I'm actually really looking forward to the show tomorrow now um, because there is so many angles to look at all these games. It's uh, oh, yeah, we're, we're right into it now as we get into week eight. But that's it for day today this week. Um, as T.A. mentioned, there's just a ton of injuries. So if you see a line that you doesn't that you don't feel really fits your team that you're looking at, uh, make sure to check that injury report. And, of course, that's why we do this show. We will integrate a lot of what we talked about today, tomorrow on Edge Rush. You can find so much good NFL content at the Hammer Betting Network, thehammer.bet, and at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. I'm Chris Abbott. That's TA. Thank you so much to our producer, Jacob, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.